0: Well, the Dow is down a thousand points. The coronavirus is spreading with very poor containment efforts while, of course, the government tells you that everything is under control as they are making major financial moves right now that myself and Tim Pichette will be talking about in this particular video, specifically going all the major moves being made by government. Now. One of the first ones that we're hearing about is actually another government bailout specifically of the shale industry. Yes, the billionaire oil industry is potentially going to have another massive bailout when you thought corporate socialism wasn't enough for Monsanto and all these other large conglomerates. Well, we have Donald Trump's plan and proposal to bail out the industry that was making money hand over fist. And to me, uh, Tim, this is utterly ridiculous. To to me, there's like the fire going on. The the metaphorical fire is the coronavirus. And then Donald Trump kind of shows up with a tennis outfit and a tennis racket ready to play tennis. That's the the equivalent of this, of how I see this when it comes to the larger economic moves. What do you think of this? And what do you think also of the payroll uh, announcement made by Donald Trump?
1: well luke it's the most beautiful tennis racket in the world so don't worry we have got this all (laughs) under control but uh yeah these are all desperation moves and right now to me one of the biggest problems out there in the stock market and financial markets in the whole actually isn't the stock market It's, it's actually the bond market and one of the biggest problems of the bond market is something called collateralized debt obligations and then you take a look at what's probably the worst of the collateralized debt obligations and that would be the energy bonds and so these energy companies a lot of them were not really sustainable unless they had oil prices that were at 60 70 80 90. sometimes uh you know depending on how hard it is to extract the oil from the ground sometimes they're not making money unless the oil is actually hundred and twenty dollars a barrel and so when that is going on i mean there's very uh you know there's very few companies that can actually make money in this environment and so we did cover this the other day it's something that uh, john Stice and i cover you know quite a bit and so when you take a look at all these high yield bonds there is a good chance that uh that a lot of these are going to start going bankrupt and that and so just people know high yield bond that's a euphemism for saying the word junk bond so a junk bond is any bond that's rated below triple b and so 10 percent of the junk bond market are energy bonds and so that could have a huge cataclysmic effect if just a few of these start going going under then you're going to see uh you know just more and more uh bankruptcies as a result of this now this was a problem that was basically caused by the federal reserve and caused by all these low interest rates and so now the government wants to go solve quote unquote solve the problem that they themselves are the ones that created and it's just you know more of the same stuff that we see over and over and over again so right now I'm on screen looking at a uh an article here and it's saying I think we may be entering a very dangerous crisis now with energy stocks this is more than just about the coronavirus and then it shows you know where stocks are energy stocks are today relative to uh you know historical performance and they're basically almost two standard deviations away, which is geek terms of saying something that almost never happens. Now with the payroll cut, I know that you were wondering about that. So what the payroll... Wait, before
0: before before we get into that, before we get into the payroll stuff, to me, the priorities are a, l- a little bit uh, backwards. And then and, and tell me if I'm wrong, because again, the whole financial system is just a whole make-believe land where math doesn't exist. But if we look at successful countries that have been handling the coronavirus uh, you know, seriously and have been having effects with it, we're looking at Hong Kong, Singapore, South Korea that have actually followed the stopping protocols of, of pandemic that should be followed that the United States hasn't followed but one of those protocols is allowing these tests to be free allowing of course also roadside testing and also covering people's medical expenses all of those countries took those uh, you know protocols into play into their countries but. Here in the United States, if you have the coronavirus, you have to pay for the test. You have to go to the hospital, which prevents a lot of people from doing this. And to me, to help stop the spread of this virus, this would be one effective step. Since again, it's correlated with uh, with you know the virus being contained. With uh, because if the virus spreads, the economy gets worse. That's that's my correlation. But in your opinion. Is that not much of a priority as much as those energy uh, shale industry? And do you think they should be bailed out, in your opinion?
1: Uh, absolutely not. I do not think that those should be bailed out because, I mean, they're making money on the way up. And then when, you know, so basically it's capitalism on the way up, which I'd call a crony capitalism on the way up. And then it's socialism for all these big companies on the way down. And so Donald Trump, has he has hung his entire presidency, staked his entire presidency on the economy, on the stock market, but this entire stock market has all been a facade. It's all been predicated on cheap money that's been getting uh, flown, uh, basically getting you know dropped into the system. And we, I could go on for three hours about this, but I won't do it right now. So what I would recommend is you guys check out the talk I gave at Anarchapoco, which was right before the stock market went down and I gave out uh, all these different problems as well as solutions. And those uh, solutions have actually ended up uh, absolutely killing it right now but yeah why should we be bailing out companies that took on way too much risk with other people's money these were investors who should have been sophisticated enough to know what was going on many times these are institutions and so You know it's not our fault it's not your fault that this is happening but yet you know they get to keep all the money on the way up and then now they get bailed out on the way down and to me that's just absolutely sickening it's not capitalism and trump and trump wants to go and say you know we're we're not a socialist country we were never going to be a socialist country but yet you know it's going to be socialism for these big uh big conglomerates now right now i've got up on screen coronavirus could cause crash on scale of 2008 lagarde warns and so for those who don't know christine lagarde she is the current european central bank president the former head of the international monetary fund uh i think she also sort of looks like an alien but that's just a quick aside Uh but you know she is saying that uh that this could be worse than 2008 and i think that she's absolutely right that this could be now i think that a lot of this has been contrived and that they've been trying to manufacture it so it becomes worse than 2008 but but why would this be worse than 2008? We've got more debt, way more debt than we had before. And so a lot of people quote the $23 trillion in debt. The 23000000000000 trillion doesn't include any of the unfunded liabilities. What do I mean by that? I mean, Social Security. I mean, Medicare, which is even worse more of an unfunded liability than social security and so when you add up all these other things i mean the real scope of the debt here is about like 200 trillion i've seen and so it's like hey how are you doing financially it's like oh you yeah, know, i'm doing great except if you don't know, you don't count my student loans you don't count my housing payment you don't count my car payment you don't count on me energy or food and that's when the government counts how much debt they're in they don't count all the important stuff that really matters and so the payroll tax uh, what a lot of people don't necessarily understand is that so right now, six point two percent of your paycheck. And if you're actually- yeah yeah just
0: so just so people know, we're talking about the second Trump proposal where he's pitching a zero percent payroll tax for the rest of the year. So for, for the basic common person, uh, continue on. What does that mean for the average person?
1: That means that you're going to get a big, uh, a pay bump. So, I mean, it should be basically you're keeping an extra 6.2%. So I believe if you make under uh, I think it's like under $140,000, you've got to pay 6.2% of all of your income. So it means you make a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you're saving $6,200. $6, now for myself, I'm self-employed and so I've got to pay it for my, for an employee 6.2%. And I also have to play pay the employer 6.2%. So what I fear is going to happen is that what they'll probably do is they'll probably screw guys like me and say, okay, well the employer now needs to pay twice as much and so still I mean it's all still money that's coming out of people's pockets so I mean in actuality I mean it's basically like 12.4% of your paycheck is just getting stolen from you right off the top so for every hundred thousand dollars you're looking at twelve thousand dollars being stolen from you and and what is Social Security so Social Security how the government keeps Social Security and this might come as a surprise to people is there is something called the office of the debt in West Virginia the office of the debt is basically they keep these IOUs in a filing cabinet the filing cabinet is not even that much bigger than the one behind me. And all it is, all of your social security is just nothing but an illusion. It's, just, it's all IOUs in a filing cabinet in West Virginia that gets stuck in there. It's backed by absolutely nothing. And, uh, and so this is gonna help create a further collapse of social security. Because I mean, Social Security already isn't isn't solved, they're already taking in less money than what they than what they spend every year. It's supposed to be able to pay like seventy or eighty percent of benefits by I think it's twenty thirty three, and so if you extrapolate this out a little bit, now Trump wants to go and cut it down to zero. I mean, this could just hasten that you know instead of you know going bankrupt in twenty thirty three, maybe now it'll go bankrupt in you know twenty twenty eight or something. I'm just throwing out a number, but but essentially this will be a big boost for people who uh you know are working are you know the lower income you are the probably the more benefit you will get out of this but the democrats don't want to have this uh plan roll out because uh essentially you've got to work in order to have this plan pay out for you so the democrats want to be able to give money to people that don't work and so and, and and there actually is some validity to this argument because if you want to help out people that have been affected by this like people in the uh you know, hospitality industry, the travel industry, the airline industry, I mean, it would, and if they're presumably out of work, then wouldn't it make sense to then, uh, you know, necessarily not give them a a payroll tax cut because if, because you have to earn money in order to get a payroll tax cut. So I I guess I do understand why the Democrats wouldn't like that, but the main reason is because, you know, they want to give more goodies to people that, that aren't working
0: than to the ones who are. Yeah. And people need to understand you brought a good point. Social security is essentially a Ponzi scheme. If a private company was doing what social security was doing, all the people behind that private company would be in jail. Now, uh, obviously, with uh, the new coronavirus cases popping up with many people predicting more cases all throughout the country uh, and, and many people saying that the United States is actually behind Italy with how d- just devastated Italy is because of this coronavirus. Uh, we're seeing Italy also make very big economic financial moves with them recently suspending mortgage payments uh, for two months amid this outbreak. That's another major move. I kind of wanted to get your closing statements on that since many people are looking at that and saying, well, that actually does help the average person deal with the financial ramifications of this coronavirus, which is not ending. And of course, many people are also saying, well, with the United States going to be where Italy is soon, we're also going to be seeing more moves like this as well. What do you think of that?
1: Well, I think that actually is a great move. And there was, I forgot what the name of the bank was, but there was a, a state-owned bank. I think it was like Bank of Montana or North Dakota. And during the Great Depression, what they did was they just allowed their farmers to uh, you know, extend out their payments and they wanted to work with people. Whereas now you take a look at what happened in 2008. I mean, it would have been basically cheaper to just pay off everybody's mortgage than it would be to do all the uh, BS and chicanery that went along. Because what happened in 2008, as a real quick version here, is that, AIG made bets against certain types of bonds and the people on the other side of those bets that would have gotten paid was Goldman Sachs. And so essentially we had to bail out AIG so that way Goldman Sachs could make a bunch of money. And what is going on right now with Italy, I think that's more of a, that, that that is a move that will actually help the people out. And so I do think that that is a good move, but in America, what we want to do is we want to give money to the big banks. We want to give money to the big oil companies. We want to give money to big pharma. So, I mean, this whole, you know, coronavirus like, Oh, well the, the big, pharma you know they're in such trouble right now we've got to give them you know 8.7 billion dollars because now they don't have the resources to make vaccines because their vaccines uh you know they've got to put all this effort now into coronavirus and so it's just a perverted system that we're in. Uh, you know, it's just unfortunate that a lot of people are going to get caught up in this. It's unfortunate that a lot of people, you know, believed everything that was going great in the economy and a lot of people now are, are probably going to have a hard time retiring, a hard time moving forward. I don't think this is the end of this. I mean, if, if you think that, you know, the worst of this is okay, you know, we're back to where we were a year ago. I mean, that's not what happens in a recession. A recession is when, you know, essentially everybody gets wiped out. Every is absolute devastation. And right now, okay, great. We've had a couple bad weeks, but those bad weeks, I think will then keep getting worse and worse and worse uh you know as this continues or maybe the market ends up soaring because the Fed prints a bunch of money and do not rule that out because there's a very good chance the Fed steps in and uh, wants to print a bunch of money. We do have articles right now on the screen where top where economists I won't say top economists not not top in my my mind, but they're saying now we need to start giving cash to people as coronavirus recession threatens economists recommend cash for people. And they're talking about this straight out giving people cash, which uh you know hey I, mean, I guess that was Andrew Yang's policy. But yeah, whether it's giving people cash or uh you know, having people suspend their mortgage payments. The system is desperate right now,
0: Luke yeah uh andrew yang also just endorsed joe biden which we're going to be talking about in the next video so make sure you stay tuned to that also uh before we go thomas macy u.s congressman just tweeted quote at a minimum the fed should self-quarantine during this epidemic Keynesianism is a virus hashtag quarantine the fed and i I, I agree with him i mean the whole financial market's extremely irresponsible a lot of the irresponsibility is finally catching up and it could go any way from here but uh there definitely seems like there's a reckoning at hand, and we're going to be covering it very closely here on this independent media organization. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News channel, I guess. See you later. Democrats! Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden! Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden! Please don't make me vote for Joe Biden! I don't want to vote for Joe Biden! Well, we got bad news for Democrats. that, Democrats! She's most likely going to have to vote for Joe establishment Woodchuck Biden as Super Tuesday 2 is officially over. And it looks like Joe Biden is having a decisive win against Bernie Sanders and the race is becoming less winnable for him as Joe Biden now officially has 823 delegates sanders has 663 and last night i think i think it's a show of things to come as of course joe biden took major states in michigan mississippi missouri and idaho while of course bernie sanders won north dakota And while everyone is still waiting for the results to come into Washington, which Joe uh, Bernie Sanders is actually leading by 97 percent of the precincts reporting, still waiting for the rest of the reports to come in there. But, Tim, this looks pretty, pretty decisive for Joe Biden, which is shocking for a lot of people, especially with how Joe Biden has been acting on the campaign trail recently.
1: It is, but let's first, let's take it to the Situation Room over here with Wolf Blitzer, because this is absolutely yeah. hilarious. I mean, this sort of reminds me of like when Steve Harvey was doing the uh, uh, Miss Universe pageant. So here we go. And we have our first projection of the night. Uh, Bernie Sanders, not not, not happening right now. Joe Biden, Joe Biden. No. Bernie Sanders is the winner not happy the- right now. I mean, how how hilarious is that? That I mean, not I mean, it's not I it's not hilarious if you like uh, the Democratic Party because what they're doing is essentially alienating probably about thirty percent of their voters. Where I mean, do, do, I mean, this sort of reminds me what happened during the Ron Paul days, where. Uh, you know, Mitt Romney and that whole crew did everything they could to st- stymie Ron Paul and then, you know, everyone in that Ron Paul movement, there's no way that we were going to go ahead and vote for Mitt Romney. And so this is sort of, you know, it reminds me a lot of that situation. I mean, because I don't think they could have picked almost a worse person in terms of the Democrats and who to throw up there. I mean, the, everything you want to get Trump on, uh, that the fake media wants to, you know, drum up on him are all the same stuff that you can talk about for, uh, for Joe Biden. I mean, they want to talk about how Trump is a racist. Well, Joe Biden is the one that set up the 94 crime bill and set up all the 94 uh, all the Drug courts that he still brags about to this day. And then he's going out there wanting to, you know, ban people from having raves. yeah He's made other videos where he said he wants to go out and find people out in the desert who are having these parties out there. And so there's all these quote unquote, you know, liberal issues, uh, especially when it comes to different drug policy stuff that Joe Biden is absolutely horrendous on. And so I just, I see this as almost the Democrats trying to throw this election. Uh, I mean, it maybe could be for economic reasons, but, you know, what, what do you think, Luke? Do you think that they're trying to throw this election or that?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah I mean there has to be some kind of like establishment deal that every 4 years when we have an incumbent president we just throw the weakest like like most disgusting uh, you know, uh, candidate that will say anything to get elected. If you look at Joe Biden's career, it's a career of, of just doing whatever the status quo is, just just being able to be in a position of power. Now, uh, before I get into even more about Joe Biden, Wolf Blitzer, he's pretty much like the Alex Jones, but for sheep. <laughs> Seriously, breaking news! We got breaking news coming in. And I I just turned it on a few moments ago, just to just to kind of see what the latest propaganda was. And it's just amazing to see this nonstop bombardment, bastardization of of breaking news, which is utterly ridiculous. And it's not news; it's propaganda. This is why on CNN you see the anchors saying, "Oh, it's like a dream come true. Joe Biden finally wins." That's literally what the Don Lemon uh, said. On his broadcast. And that's not fair and accurate journalism. And let's not pretend like there's not a slant against uh Bernie Sanders, because he has been decisively getting hit by a lot of the establishment, but he also hasn't been hitting back. And he's been not that strong with fighting back. Now, of course, he has his issues and he has his policies, but at the end of the day, I mean I definitely disagree with Bernie Sanders, but I could understand where they're coming from. But with, with Joe Biden, this is a perplexing weird case. I mean, even yesterday there was a viral video with him arguing with a union guy about AR14s. <laughs> and, and the ridiculous of that is just mind-boggling to see him on stage barely being able to pronounce words sometimes. And and this is the guy, this is the guy that they put forward. Now again, Bernie, not a fan of him. He also had a heart attack. But uh, again, this election, I mean, to me, putting Joe Biden in there, it's just throwing it, in my opinion. What do you think?
1: I think it absolutely is throwing that. We are playing the video in the background.
0: Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire. But yeah, I mean, he cursed. We can't can't curse on this YouTube channel. Uh, So let's not play some of the audio here. But he got he got really mad about, you know, uh, an average Joe confronting Joe Joe Biden. And I I think I think this interaction is kind of telling to him kind of losing it, not being calm, not being cool, not being collected, not having uh, not having it together. I mean, there's nothing else that really says it from this video. I mean, I get crazy people coming up to me at conferences. I get confronted with individuals putting cameras in my face. Happened a couple of times. And it's like, well, you know, let's just Talk about it. Now, of course, it's grueling to be out there public speaking and meeting people uh, you know, nonstop. But but maybe this is not the best job for people over the age of 70. Uh, some people thrive in it. You could see Donald Trump when he's at his speeches, he thrives. He gets off of that energy. You don't see the same from Joe Biden. And again, I say that not as a supporter of Donald Trump, but that's just the, the legitimate kind of uh, you know observation that I've made, seeing both of these people speak uh, up front. again, I confronted Joe Biden. Uh, on on a lot of different things. Establishment shill politician that will just say anything. And and to me, this is just another John Kerry. This is just another lame John McCain. This is yet just another not strong establishment shill just thrown in there that's going to lose it. Take one on the chin for Donald Trump to, of course, continue on his presidency, which most likely will happen. That's what I think.
1: Yeah, and I I've, I've been saying all along. I mean, initially, and in, if you go back to 2016, actually late, actually when Trump first entered the race in 2015, I actually th- thought that Donald Trump had a very good chance of winning. Uh, I mean, a lot of people thought that I was absolutely crazy. My grandfather staged an intervention with me in November in October 2016, saying I was crazy for telling people I thought Trump had a good shot of winning. And then I thought that, that Donald Trump then sort of sort of blew it with uh, you know, striking Syria and a lot. Of, I thought this economic stuff would come back to bite him. The first podcast I ever made, because when I first officially launched my actual podcast, it was the week. Donald Trump won and what I said was listen if he I thought that I mean almost everything that I thought was going to happen in that podcast is coming like exactly how things are playing out that if he goes and he tries to save the economy he tries to fix everything that that's not why I wanted him there I wanted him in there to be able to pick up the pieces not to be able to blow the bubble even bigger so now we're seeing that the that the bubble is now popping in the economy he's already taken all the credit and so does it it leads us to wonder you know is I mean, To some extent, he's actually very lucky that now this can be blamed on the coronavirus as opposed to being blamed on him, which obviously the media will blame it on him anyways. Uh, but I think they are at this point trying to throw it. I mean, because what happens is now I think that if if uh joe biden were to win then there could be some you know cause for hey you know he's not making things better with the economy and then democrats you know aren't able to win again but if trump get wins again and the economy is just really really in the hole by then then maybe then you know quote unquote conservatives and i'll say that in air quotes over there uh maybe they get discredited and they aren't able to really bounce back from it and now we've got socialism for a while so i think they're actually trying to throw this right now for uh for donald trump which is a weird thing to say because why would you put up joe biden i mean joe biden uh there was i saw someone today they posted it it posted a a statement from joe biden's doctor and it said something along the lines of yeah we've done all these different tests and joe biden's in great shape however we have not done any cognitive tests but just the fact that he's out there on the campaign trail is proof enough that he basically is performing all of his cognitive functions and has as Lucas pointed out when it when it comes to uh you know going on the campaign trail having people come up to you you know even doing videos like this it does get exhausting and you can probably you know at one point you know have you know just get this kind of a glazed look on your face but with joe biden you know i think that he is definitely has you know early onset dementia i'm not a doctor but you know just take a look at but he just repeats he's, he's made his entire career out of repeating stuff other people have said he went to school at Syracuse University. I'm from Syracuse, New York, so I'm well aware of Joe Biden. He, I believe, was caught plagiarizing on three separate occasions, almost kicked out of school. I think he was finished like third or fourth from the bottom of his class. Which interestingly enough, if you finish uh, last in your in your law school, that they call you your honor. So I guess that's why he's not a not a judge. But yeah, I think they're trying to throw this. Um, it, it's sort of perplexing because I know the media doesn't, and the establishment doesn't want Donald Trump, but maybe they want to have him. Uh, They blame this entire crash on him. And then now they get to come look as the saviors uh, and they get to remake things in their image.
0: I would even say I would even argue that the establishment does want Donald Trump, because, again, as we look, uh, the establishment, especially the mainstream media. They're having a heyday. The mainstream media was almost done. People weren't paying attention to it before Donald Trump. Donald Trump came in and gave a lot of the fuel for the mainstream media. And there's a love-hate relationship between these two that is mutually uh, cohesive to both of them. I don't like both of them, uh, and we criticize both of them. I mean, if you want to know where I stand politically, you can check out some of our merchandise. Uh, I I actually sent you a link, but we're having a new shirt launch uh, with Donald Trump that says, Make Israel and Saudi Arabia Great Again. We have another shirt with Joe Biden. That says, I'm Joe Biden and I forgot this message. And of course, we also have another shirt with Bernie Sanders where he's standing in front of a creepy truck that says free everything on it. Come on in. Uh, but that's our representation of everything. You're stuck between very bad choices. Now, again, also one last thing before we go. Bernie had a lot of energy uh, just just you know, not so long ago. People were talking about him. People were, were really thinking that he was going to uh, get this. I, I thought he was really going to get this, too. That, that energy now. It's, it's not showing in the, the the kind of primaries, but again, we have to understand, is this a symptom of the woke crowd not voting, not participating, or is this a, 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 you know, a sign that they're, the, the woke crowd is pretty much non-existent and only vocal on Twitter? Which one of those two synopsis do you think is true? I would love to hear your feedback down in the comment section below, because we're gonna leave that question up to you. Uh, Tim, do you wanna say anything else before we leave? Yeah, I think the last thing I want to
1: point out is,
0: uh, to to some extent, Donald Trump is able to get things
1: done for the establishment that almost no one else can. I mean, just imagine we had all these Tea Party people in back in 2012, 13, 14. Well, now the Tea Party is basically dead. Nobody cares about the budget. Donald Trump even said recently, budget. Who cares about the budget? We've got a country now. Look at defense spending is up. You know, giving more money to pharma. Like all these supposed enemies of the big Fortune 500 companies that hate him, like Amazon, Apple, they're all massive since he's gotten in there. And so he's able to, you know, and the Tea Party is is essentially dead at this point. If I want to have a message talking about smaller government, I mean, I'm called a libtard now. If I want to talk about balancing the budget, I'm a libtard. If anyone wants to know where I stand politically, I think, I mean, I... Uh, you know, I'm a delegate for the libertarian party, but I, I don't even like the libertarian party. I mean, so I'm an equal opportunity hater all the way around. So, you know, I'm just there to, uh, you know, point out what's going on as, you know, someone that, you know, sees a lot of this, what's going on at a higher level. But yeah, I think, uh. I think with sleepy joe biden that he's in there to be the fall guy and uh who knows maybe maybe the real pick is whoever his his nominee is and i could see him maybe picking like a kamala harris or maybe a cory booker to try to get the african-american vote and uh maybe he doesn't even make maybe joe biden doesn't even make it the entire time and so we really have to focus on who he picks as his vp because it's really the vp pick in my opinion that could probably uh you know
0: help bolster his chances of potentially winning this And I think that VP pick pick is gonna come a lot quicker than we expected to. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this race develops. Now, uh, Bernie Sanders is not dropping out. He will still continue to debate Joe Biden, but many people are calling it. Well, we're gonna be calling it from here as we see it. If you like the way that we reported it, share this video with your friends and family members. We have a brand new channel. We're trying to start a brand new thing. And we can only do that with your help and participation. Thank you so much for watching Change the News Channel. Well, the World Health Organization has just declared the coronavirus a pandemic. Not a surprise here. We've been covering and reporting on it for a very long time. And there's a lot of news, a lot of fear, a lot of panic. We're gonna try to stay away from the fear and panic, but try to give you an update about all the latest information that's happening with the coronavirus. Something that of course we've been taking seriously and uh, th- I think it's important to cover all the latest details. I'm gonna be doing that with Tim Pichot. Tim, what's your take on everything, especially with this latest designation of this being now officially epidemic?
1: Okay, so we had just played in the background, we just finished this up. Uh, it was a scene out of Australia where it's everyone is rushing the toilet paper aisle. And so, it- first off i guess people are taking the you know what hits the fan thing really seriously here and that's why they're buying all the toilet paper second off uh, it's not really the coronavirus that i'm really worried about as much as that is people's perception of how bad it will get because if people perceive something to be then that starts becoming its own self-fulfilling prophecy so uh so maybe the coronavirus ends up being nothing at all but maybe now you know we've got to go stand in line uh for food because you know people didn't prepare now i don't have to stand in line for food because i bought a food you know years ago uh but you know as we're taking look at what's going around the world we've got people you know out of germany you got angela merkel right now who's talking about uh we've got this up on screen coronavirus up to 70 percent of germany could become infected says merkel and so for me i mean i don't know i mean that sort of sounds almost like it's uh you know screaming fire in a in a
0: in a crowded theater luke yeah when she said that there was a gasp of people like, oh, you know, surprised and shocked. So th- there's different ways that this virus is being treated, but also most importantly, the virus is having different effects on different people in different countries. So I do believe that there's mutations and there's different forms of this virus already out there, and that the form in Italy is having a devastating effect compared to the virus in Germany, where it's it's being handled a little bit better. If you look at the government's response here, they actually do matter a lot when we look at the governments of hong kong singapore and south korea they have handled this very well compared to all the other countries you look at what's happening with italy the main thing to look out for here right it's not just the virus because again most people will get the virus uh most people will survive it but it still has devastating effects on your health on your organs that's another thing to look out for that i don't see a lot of people talking about hospitals are being uh, just overrun. In Italy, they have so many patients, they can't take care of other people for basic medical needs. So always be sure to have some medicine handy, especially if you are living in a high-risk zone like New York City, where, again, there's many cases popping up. There's already uh, an entire city close to New York City on in, in quarantine, on total lockdown, and that's going to happen medical uh, facilities will be overrun expect to have food and water most food and anything you would need without anyone else being dependent on it so again be self-reliant in this time i think this is the most important aspect that that people should be told because as you said you you know it's, it's the effects of this virus not the virus itself that really will be having a big effect here tim
1: yeah, I did see Luke where, uh, you know, I saw recently there was a 100-year-old person who they were able to, you know, uh, who was able to recover from having this. So, I mean, it does show that, you know, you know there are people as old as 100 years old that can recover from this, but I don't know. I am uh, I have Northern Italian uh, roots in me, and I, but I also have German root ancestry, too. So, hopefully, the German one will uh, combat the Northern Italian one because it seems like a lot of Northern Italians uh, could be in trouble. So, uh, hopefully, and it, it is weird that, uh, you know, there is a case, too, where I'm at in, in Maricopa County, Arizona, a couple cases. So, uh, Luke and I are both in epicenters of this, uh, but maybe it's because we we're hanging out with Josh at Anarca Poco. But I don't know. But uh, anyways, what we have, what we have going on here is, uh, I mean, it is to me. I mean, we even have an article right now where it is Tony Fauci. So I believe he was, uh, you know, one of the top uh, medical uh, disease experts in America, supposedly. And he says coronavirus is coming everywhere. Says Tony Fauci as he warns the event calls for all hands on deck and says people need to prepare now. But stop short of backing closing schools for now. So I guess for all the kids who don't like going to school or going to their own prison every day, it could be good for them. But uh, you know, it's, it's I guess to me, I mean, the bigger thing is, you know, has this been weaponized? I've seen other places where they're talking about that this is now going to be up to ten times worse than the traditional flu in terms of fatality rates. Uh, but you know, I'm not a health expert on this at all. But you know, in terms of you know it's just it's just to me it seems like this is a contrived panic to then bring down the stock market so then then that then pops a bubble and then that way the bubble gets blamed on the coronavirus as opposed to being blamed on something that was a systemic problem that there was no way to fix this and so now they get to blame it on oh well you know things are going great but if it wasn't for this coronavirus you know if it wasn't for those damn you know pesky kids and that pup named Scooby-Doo we would have been all okay so uh you know that's sort of what I make of this Luke
0: I actually don't think it's contrived. I think it's it's a legitimate concern. I don't see China crashing their own economy, stopping manufacturing to the point where now there are satellite images of just no pollution over China, which is very very significant. I don't see them doing that uh, for for you know for, for to save human life. I think this is more serious than than uh, a lot of people are are, are taking it. And uh, b- because again, in China, the value of human life. Is- is not high so for china to take these steps hurting their economy to 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 do this tells me that there's a lot more going on i think italy is the first case that we're seeing this get really really bad and many people are saying that the united states will soon become uh as heavy hit as italy but again one thing that it's clear is that the true numbers of this virus are still unknown there's probably a larger number of people who have it because of the cdc's regulation for being tested is is very strict and, and just completely backwards. I mean, you look at the other countries who had successes, uh, you know, again, Hong Kong, Singapore, South Korea, they followed the stopping pandemic protocols the United States government is not following those protocols. So everyone expects these cases to boom. And I think they will boom. You look at the the, the communication that was very poorly done by the CDC and the Surgeon General that conflicted each other. You look at now the latest announcement that health officials will treat all their meetings as classified top secret information, restricting information from the public. You look at the government hiding information. You definitely know that something is up So I I am taking this very seriously. I had, you know, I I even had, I still do a storable food sponsor years ago because I always tell people you never know what's going to happen in life. It's always best to be safe. It's always best to be prepared for everything. And I think I I really do think in New York City, there's going to be a quarantine zone and uh, the subways are going to be locked down and the city is going to be locked down because of just the steps that just aren't followed that that could be followed. But but uh, again, I'm taking this seriously. Uh, that's my own personal take on it. I mean, they're even talking about closing the, you know, shutting down the, the Olympics or, or postponing them. That's that's an extremely significant step. And uh, I don't see all these governments doing this on purpose. I see this as a real disaster as as, you know, unfolding as, as it did throughout human history that has devastated civilization. But what's your take on it?
1: Yeah, I've got it pulled up on screen right now where Tokyo Games official raises possible delay. Japanese government says inconceivable. And so, I mean, I, d- I think I just saw also, I mean, what's that big concert that's out here? Uh, Coachella, I believe that one was yeah, just yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, but
0: But yeah, I, I also just want to say the, the, the Japanese government, you know, the the government behind the whole Fukushima cover-up. I mean, if they're if they're taking it seriously, I mean, they had their torch-lighting Olympic ceremony in secret with no one, uh, you know, viewing it. So... Uh, I, I think there's there's a lot more that that we don't know about this. That this virus is still mutating, and I think it's worth taking seriously. Sorry, I cut you off, Tim. Keep going.
1: Oh no, and actually, I mean, in the beginning, I thought this was more contrived, but I guess now at, the, at this point, you know, it does seem to be getting, you know, really kind of out of control and uh you know it's really i mean i'm just i'm in the middle of nowhere in arizona and there's like there's you know people like at target and you can't even get toilet paper now and luckily i bought a bunch of it you know like a month ago so i don't have to worry yeah about yeah, yeah
0: i I've, I've been telling people over a month ago as soon as i was like get prepared get your supplies get ready so uh you know if you listened to the the we are Change channel i hope you guys did listen to that advice because again basic supplies you can't find anymore and that's that's scary
1: one idea, I think I saw somebody, uh, somebody posted this online where it said, he's like, well, right now, all those people with those bidets, they're, they're feeling pretty right now. And then I looked it up <laughs> on like, Amazon. It's like, well, maybe the better way to play this is you know for like 25 bucks, you can buy one of those like, bidets that you can install. And then
0: uh, you don't have to worry about the toilet paper nearly as much. So sorry for... That's what, that's what they do in Asia. That's yeah. what they do in Asia. It's a lot more sanitary, a lot more quicker, a lot more efficient. So are, are, the, are the bidets sold out? That's when we should really worry.
1: Well, maybe maybe they are now because I don't know if that was on too many people's radar. But uh, you know, with your with your reach, maybe maybe we'll be having people going over to get the bidets. I've never i never used it myself, but that did come up to me yesterday where I was thinking, you know what, that would actually be you know rather than storing you know an entire room full of toilet paper, just getting a little bidet thing that you can clip on your toilet seems to be a lot more efficient. And if it's only like twenty five bucks, I don't know. Maybe leave us in the comments if you guys have used one of those ones from Amazon and they really work. Let us know, and uh, maybe that's something that we'll have to uh, look into. But sorry I have to deviate um, this conversation over here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it might be TMI if we're going to be <laughs> using days <laughs> and all that, but but again, uh, the way the government has been handling it, I mean, it has been poor. I mean, reassuring people, uh, you know, is one thing, but but I think being honest with them would prevent a lot of the panic. And and you know, there's a lot of you know talk about this panic, but but really, uh, if you look at the government's response, the government response is the panicky one here. Uh, they're the ones that are contradicting themselves. The CDC saying masks do work, the search General saying the masks don't work. Trump saying, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Uh, meanwhile, again, the basic protocols are not being followed here. They're, they should be. And I think we should be taking this seriously. And I think we should always be ready for the worst. It doesn't hurt you to have a bunch of supplies. Um, you should have those anyway. I had them beforehand. I double stocked up. Uh, but a- again, this virus is everywhere. It's not even just in my city, it's not just even in my borough, it's in my local. Uh, like, like it's a few blocks away from me um, where, where I particularly live, where there's a confirmed case of this. I was just at CPAC again, the, you know the, the, a place that has you know a patient there that, that was confirmed with the coronavirus. So uh, I'm taking all the precautions. I'm being as safe as I can and I'm trying to tell all my friends as well. just you know don't panic, but just be prepared. Uh, be smart and uh, really what's what's coming ahead, especially with how incompetent government is, could be anything. And uh, that's the only thing you could do. Don't, 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 don't stress out. Don't be in a constant state of fear because that actually also lowers your immune system. Try to meditate, try to calm down and and try to understand that, you know, life is essentially what you make it. The experience that you have is decided by you and you only. You can make it a miserable one or you can make an amazing one. But uh, you also have to make it one where you safeguard yourself from all the elements. And one of the biggest elements we should safeguard ourselves is government incompetency handling this which there's a lot of in my opinion anything else you want to say about this specific issue or topics you want to bring up tim
1: no i mean i'll just say that yeah going off the government thing i'm sure whatever they do will ultimately make things worse and then there's this one point that i want so if you guys have not seen the uh the video that we did on the on the economics there was one quick point that i wanted to bring up that shows how serious serious this is so the company boeing they took out a $14 billion line of credit just to use just in case because they had a lot of problems with their 737s. Well, now they've got a lot of problems because there's a lot less demand for air travel. They just pulled their entire $13.7 billion line of credit because they were worried about the banks freezing up. And so this is having a big, big ripple effect. Uh, I meant to talk about that in the last video. We didn't, but if you guys want to know more about the economics, go check that one out. But anyways, no, that's things are getting really serious and uh, a company like Boeing having to then draw their entire line of credit all at once yesterday. I mean, that's Shows things are heating up luke
0: yeah things are definitely heating up there's people with you know that that are also young that are also not having any pre-existing conditions but are being put in intensive care because of this virus so again be prepared for anything uh it could go either way there's many different strains of this virus uh there's there's countries getting severely hit by it there's countries that are doing fine uh but again all of that depends on the response of the individuals it's better to be prepared than to be sorry that's my official take on it if you think i'm wrong let me know why in the comment section below but that's gonna do it for us here on the change the news channel a totally new channel get it out there to your friends and family members and expect a lot more video and coverage about the coronavirus from us here on this independent media organization stay tuned for more